one of the things that we fear in life is confrontation, and confrontation is part of growth. We have to confront ourselves. We have to be confronted with the Scripture. We need to be confronted by others and our response to those confrontations, whether they be of uh, digging our heels in and arrogance and pride and fear. Really, that's the trigger there. That's Mm -hmm. the fear. Or if we'll open our hearts with humility and graciousness and integrity we then can hit some of those roots and have some growth. Hello and welcome to Weird Dads. I'm your host. (laughs) Such a jerk. Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, and I'm here with my co-host, Peter Matthew Weary Sr. I appreciate the change up. Yep. Uh, today we're talking about roots and fruits. Uh, uh, as kind of a part of that, you could also think solutions cement cycles. Um, so, and, and we'll get into that, I think, yeah, in the second that's... part of it, but uh, solutions solidify cycles. Uh, I, I like the alliteration, but uh, yeah, just well, that idea that... we talk about cement and solutions, I'm all mixed up. Think about that one. Uh-huh. That's... I, but go ahead. Were you holding that in your pocket? You just came no, up with that? I, that's, right I'm off impressed. the cuff. I'm, right. I'm impressed. Well, um, it's a gifting. So talk to me a little bit about roots and fruits. Uh, I know you went through that training uh, extensively and repeatedly at Northland, and it's one of the... I've heard you mention several times it was incredibly helpful in terms of counseling. Well... You know, I'm not a Christian counselor in regards to having a degree in it. I took some counseling classes. I probably could forge ahead and finish that. Um, uh, And your mom and I both took classes together. I'm very good, eye-opening. But there's this truth that when people have some outside areas that uh, reveal um, different types of fruit, there's a root issue to that. For example, and what we, we, what we often do in life is we have an orange tree, but it's, our roots are not strong and we're not. And so what we'll do, you can't go up and just staple oranges on an orange tree and say, Hey, we got a tree. Yeah. The truth is it won't be sustained. It will fall off. And this often goes back to the parable of the sower of the seeds. Like if there's really no strong roots, you're going to see, uh, something uh, degenerate and it's going to fall apart. Also, you can't plant orange trees and expect to get apples. These are not incredibly deep thoughts, but they are revealing thoughts that can show some depth when you start to look at people's lives. And when you look at my life, there are some root reasons why I might struggle in certain areas. Hmm. Areas, and you know, I'm not sure how personal I'll get with all that, but I look at sometimes my um, frustration of being controlled, okay? Mm. And when I grew up, uh, there were tendencies at some points in my life to have a lot of control in certain areas, like opportunities and so forth. And I, and so I, I, especially as a man, I probably get abrasive to that, and um, especially taken from a woman. So basically what I'm saying here is my mom was a list woman. She had a lot of parameters and 
So I can remember getting to college and thinking, oh, good, I have some freedom. And that freedom was probably good for me because what I did is I didn't have very good parameters and I, I, on my own, and I struggled, and then I grew up, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. I see you do this with your boys very well. You let them go out and fail. You let them climb. You let them try things. You know, and I think I probably carried that over into raising you guys. Nah, we're not doing that. Oh, you're not going to do that. Um, so, and meanwhile, I, I've watched other young men that I've coached have this non-fear. And some of this is personality, too. Okay? Yeah, 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 for but, sure. But a lot of those repercussions for issues in our life, and when I use that word, it's issues. It's usually sin issues, whatever they yeah. may be. Whether RB, it be arrogance, right, um, anger. Right. right. There are root issues, and they've not been dug into uh, and, and plucked out and replaced with good roots, which will then grow um, a good seed, which will grow good plants, which will grow things. And so what you have to do is you got to be willing to, and you know, Jesus used this and you used it in the build to last um, episode. Our theme for the year is build to last. And as we talk about roots and fruits, whenever you deal with somebody growing, there's pruning, there's there's some deep rooted uh, issues. You've got to water it. You know, you may need to get some weeds out of there. And but you want to build some strong roots in Christ, in who you are in areas of character, so that you can become who you're supposed to be. I'd love to give a practical example of what you're talking about. So when we well, talk let's about hear it. when we talk about anger. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Um, a fruit would be the random untriggered outburst, right? And so maybe anger isn't even really the root. Maybe anger is the fruit. Mm -hmm. You did something innocuous, you know, and the other person had some hurt in their past that they haven't worked through and they're still angry about. You know, um, trying to think of uh, a plausible scenario, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know, here's a good example. And this is, uh, you know, maybe their parents had a certain facial expression or their parent looked a certain way or uh, all those sorts of things. And you look like they're like, you know, maybe I look like someone's dad or I look like someone or, or someone looks like someone's mom and they have the same facial expression and they mean something completely different by it, but their face looks the same. And so it just all of a sudden the other person just gets really angry. It triggers it. Yes. And that's not, if you look at it and you're just like, you can't outburst like that. It's not, you might be able, and this is where we get into solution solidify cycles. Just addressing the, like trying to like get rid of that symptom is not, it's going to pop out somewhere else. Or you're going to be like, it never goes away because it keeps growing back from that root. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is a good moment to you even step into that solution solidify cycles, which is all part of this, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've noticed um, as I've worked really hard on creating good patterns for our business, because I think that's really important. Uh, you have to create something that's realistic and usable. A lot of times people create like these perfect systems and then like that's not what people do. Uh, so that's a big part of it. But really what I've noticed is there's nothing worse than creating a solution for a problem because you actually cement the problem in place. And I'll tell you um, what I'm talking about here. Please. So, when it, for instance, if you continually get up late in the morning, and so you constantly find yourself buying coffee out instead of 
brewing coffee yourself in the morning. And so you're like, oh, I didn't get coffee this morning. I'm not doing well. And you just start buying coffee. Go ahead. Habit. Habit. You're creating a habit. You're creating a cycle of. And so the solution becomes, oh, I'm just going to buy the coffee. And it's convenient. But the real problem is you're not getting up. Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Atomic yeah. habits. Exactly. You're t- but the problem. And so the. What's, but, but what's really the problem about getting up late? What's the real trigger? You're going to bed late. Trigger. Or, or there's other things too. It could be like for me, I had a dietary problem and I would sleep eight to nine hours and I would feel exhausted. And so I, I had some other issues you need to work through. So it could be going to like, there's a lot of things, a lot of times. Got to find Let's be honest. 80 percent of the time maybe 90 percent of the time if you're getting up late it's because you went to bed late but <laughs> right, there are but other those, things no yeah. there is and but but what it comes down to and it's okay you mentioned the the diet thing too because that's a trigger too yeah was, okay this is a trigger that it causes me to do this which and then it and, and as you're talking about cementing what it really does is it creates dominoes so now you're behind yes now you're rushing so today and well, I, this is go oh i just want to say because here's the important thing though is if you don't buy the coffee do you know what you'll do you'll find a solution that really gets at the root of the problem. But if you find it, if you just like say, I'm just going to buy the coffee, I'm just going to do the easy fix. Yep. What that really does, because it removes the irritant and you get stuck in this terrible cycle. And, and that's, that's what I wanted to the, the word is cemented. You, that's what you're saying. That's yes. when you cement it, you solidify. This is now a habit. Yep. This is now a pattern. And because I'm not willing to dress that I'm not getting to bed early enough and that I'm not being careful, there's mm-hmm. a term out there. And this is adulting. So it's so interesting you, you uh, yeah. throw this out. So my first year teaching, yeah, around 2 or 3 in the afternoon, yeah, I was getting ready for practice. I am teaching fourth grade. I, I want to apologize to every kid in fourth grade history because <laughs> I taught it that first year. I gave a the, – the elementary school principal was a teacher also, but she – she had, that was her break. So I would go in there and I would just kind of read the thing with the kids. I didn't do a great job teaching. I didn't even know how to teach. It was not a great scenario. I think the kids still learned because of one reason I was funny and they yeah, liked you, me. You connected I was with a, them. Yeah. Right, I was a PE teacher. So they liked that part. Okay. But I would find myself almost falling asleep at times teaching that class. Yeah. The Celtics were on the West Coast. I'd stay up to 1.30 in the morning. I mean, Larry Bird, I'm going to get to uh, Just all these ridiculous. I just got out of yeah. college. Yep. Your mom is swamped with schoolwork. I'm the P teacher, coach. I don't have these extra papers to grade. He did a good job in dodgeball. All right? So all, all of those things. And then it hit me, and I thought this. People are paying for me to teach. People are paying for this kid to go to school. I am robbing people by not doing my best job. And I started to go to bed. Yeah. I would now go to bed at 1030 or 11 and read to midnight and mm-hmm. sleep till 637. Yeah. Okay. And then the truth is my pattern has consistently increased and improved where I understood I have that. But everything you're saying is if I continue to go to bed at 1:30, I am cementing that I am going to get up later. And I'm going to be not as effective at work. And you can only drink so much coffee. Yeah. And it starts to actually it'll cause more problems. Um, so another, another example. Such as frequent needs to use the restroom. 
<laughs> I'm not giving time to people and investing in them because I can't stop going to the bathroom. Which I, obviously <laughs> I want a cup of coffee. But sorry, folks, does my mind went here? Okay. I I had this serious segment now. But I go, to do, go right into it. Yeah. The, Everyone out there is ready for this. I'm gonna serious I'm gonna seg- do a, a slightly less serious one at first. It's still serious, but you know, you mentioned I think uh in the episode on build to last, um, you know, struggling with uh, eating and that sort of thing. Uh, here's a good example. I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, a lot of times, and this is something that's a real problem in uh, America and Western medicine in general. Just had a really good discussion with um, Dr. Richard Kearney about this, with uh, Andy Leaf about this on uh, Chasing Leviathan. But we the get, other podcast that we'd all love for you to listen to. So we talk about like, and this is all roots and fruits as well, right? Yep. Uh, I remember mom has always had like borderline blood pressure issues. Iron. Um, well, uh, but she's also had her blood pressure is too high. So that's my fault. That yeah. is, that's, <laughs> I'm the root. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I mean, uh, that is not where I was going with this, but the they changed the parameters so that she was actually in like the danger zone or whatever. And they wanted to give her blood pressure medication. Yep. Um, another example, of this is heartburn medication. Same, same thing for me. I had high blood pressure. You probably don't know this. Like I leaned over in the cabin one time to get some cereal. Cause we had it. Kitchen was so small. We had some of the, uh, on the bottom shelf and I went and I had a dizzy spell and almost fainted. It was all because of high blood pressure, stress, so mm. forth. And then at that point, I was not in good shape. Well, and that's where, so when you look at uh, medication for blood pressure for heartburn, what it does is it actually allows you to continue in an unhealthy lifestyle. Correct. Instead of, and a lot of times this isn't actually about eating. Normally eating is, uh, is a result of your, you know, I mean, the one you always bring up, it wasn't that you wanted to eat unhealthy. It's that you were traveling all the time you had and you were you were working 70 80 hours a week so you ate at McDonald's with the college guys right or or teams high school especially did not make good decisions though that and i, I really yeah. want to say this cuz we're talking about roots of fruits yeah i allowed that to occur agreed agreed right. i understand but like that's that was a tough thing and like you had to sit and deal with that that's hard right but what we have a lot of times in america are people will take pills for things instead of doing hard work on the beginning end. And what it does is now there are long-term effects to staying unhealthy. Cementing the need for that. Yeah. Because you, still, you because you're, because the solution actually just cements an unhealthy cycle. Um, another one, like you see this with all sorts of addictions, right? Um, you see high functioning alcoholics who literally find ways to accommodate their alcoholism in the day. Like they, portion things they portion things out or they're they're hiding it from their family because uh that's their way of solving the issue is like if i just like oh if i just don't drink now i'll be okay compartmentalizing their lives to which is not lying is a common solution that doesn't work right right but it but it prolongs the the problem and makes it worse that's the fruit lying and so forth it's also the solution in your mind, right? You lie right, about it. Right. And but they're not dealing with that root issue. Like, listen, I gotta go get some help. Yeah. I have a guy that texts me every day. I I would love to give him a shout out, Jewel Cope, who has gone through all the steps of AA. He sends a uh 
spiritual challenge every day via text. Great mm. guy. And he'll say that. Like, and and by the way, whenever he talks, he talks about himself as an alcoholic. He recognizes that's still a rude issue that mm. he has to be guarded about. So I really appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, this is a manhood podcast. I mean, obviously, like same thing with like porn, right? Like people hide the porn instead of and they compartmentalize it and they figure out ways to just like make it uh, and i think compartmentalizing is the word right of hiding it because it's it's a problem but if they can contain it all it does is it just grows uh and so like but and like i know when i say these are solutions what i mean is it removes the irritant at the time you're hiding the symptom you're masking the symptom and you're allowing the cycle to continue and to grow and what's really the the only thing worse than being caught as an alcoholic or a, a porn addict or any of these kind of things is to be 10 years down the road and then have it happen. And you've been living with this for 10 years. The addiction is only going to get worse. Right. Raging guilt. And, and you're going to be dealing with the repercussions of it having been around that long. And with all those, the root often is your identity. Okay. Your security, yes. you're insecure. You don't feel like you measure up. Or this is, you know, measure up in all different areas. And so you don't find your security in Christ. You find it in other things. And because you're insecure, aka, like, like I look back now as often I coached in fear and in anger instead of, of uh, in Christ and in love. Mm. I mean, I battled that. Um, and now as I'm older, even my last few years of coaching, and there were so many dynamics to that as I was dealing with insecurity. Um, but my last few years were the, some of the best years. Um, and now as I help coaches and as I mentor people, players, so forth, I'm much more secure that, okay, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I am who I am in Christ, mm. but that was a, a 25, 30 years journey. And by the way, I'm not sure if when I, if I was to go back to coaching, I wouldn't at, at times revert to that route because I'm not willing to be recognize it when it's time and all those things. And, and folks may be out there and say, yeah, I saw you coach. I saw that in your <laughs> life and you're right. And I, but I, I think that we all have different insecurities. And so one of the things I don't ever do with those, even if I'm, I'm talking to you that it may be agreeing with that, let me just say this. We all need to be guarded to not cast stones and to live in glass houses. We need to be willing to help people address areas and have hard conversations and have confrontation. But how we do that in love and in Christ is imperative so that we can deal with these uh, roots which will then affect the fruits. Mm. Okay. And I think we need to be aware that when we're dealing with people, we need to help them by putting them in spots where they can have success to overcome these areas mm. and, and uh, not be afraid. And, and I just saw this going on with a team and I'm seeing it going on with other teams. One of the things that we fear in life is confrontation and confrontation is part of growth. We have to confront ourselves. We have to be confronted with the scripture. We need to be confronted by others and our response to those confrontations, whether they be of uh, digging our heels in and arrogance and pride and fear. Really, that's the trigger there. That's mm-hmm. that fear. Or if we'll open our hearts with humility and graciousness and integrity we then can hit some of those roots and have some growth. I love that you brought that up. It works really well with what I wanted to get into as well. The idea that you need vision and analysis to properly do this. 
you need to take the time to think about it. So when you confront yourself, that sort of thing. Um, one of the things that Becky Sue, and this is something, you know, going back to previous episode, um, I've been burned out the last couple of weeks. It's just been too much. And that's uh, largely because Becky Sue, and Becky Sue's been burned out as well, that we don't set proper boundaries. Okay. So when we, so things that uh, are problems in our lives right now, uh, the boys are getting too much screen time. And when they get too much screen time, they tend to behave uh, not as well. Screen <laughs> time equals fussy time. Yes. They get really, they get re- like, they start whining and complaining and you can see it. It, it. They have a different set of behaviors than when they're playing outside all day or when we've been reading with them. And that the root of that is that we aren't setting boundaries with our business. And that's something that we're working on doing because we were focused so much on building it. And now I'm like, this isn't going to be sustainable if we continue to do this. Well, what you're doing is you're building your business, build to last. And we just got done talking about yeah. how that company, you just said it in the last podcast, it might not be here in five years, but what will be here is Finn and Soren. Mm. Okay. And the impact that you have on those two young men and in your own marriage. Yeah. And so, I mean, so for instance, if you just continue to say yes at the office and you're working till six or seven, those two hours are really crucial for your kids. They're crucial for your marriage. They're crucial for your balance. And so if you can, by not addressing maybe uh, a work situation that isn't where it should be and spending years where you're either placating a, a boss who doesn't respect your boundaries uh, and this is where it takes vision and analysis, working all the way back. Um, your kids need face-to-face time with you. Your wife needs face-to-face time with you. Your church needs face-to-face time with you. Like you have to have time to rest and abide, and you have to create. Uh, and it's very hard because we are told to be productive, and sometimes the most productive time, if I can put that in air quotes is when we stop and we rest and we are just not doing anything. That's just really good. When we talk about like Sabbath, right? I wrote that down from the last podcast. So you said something about being efficient. Efficient's not nearly as important as being effective. Mm. Okay. And then you're using some key statements that I've, you know, again, I'm I'm doing these short videos. You're going to throw them out, whatever. But I just talked to a, a woman who is a saleswoman she owns her own business. She's part of the business, but she owns her own part of it. And she is at times overwhelmed and she is learning. She's going to have to eliminate in that case, yeah. and then delegate some things or mm. some things. She, and then the big term and this, I don't care what anybody says. You don't have to, no, boy, I'm yelled, yelled at because that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to say yes, but mm. we feel pressure to say yes. The truth is we only say yes after we have thought through things. No is a viable answer. Yeah. And remember when you're saying yes to someone else, a lot of times you're saying no to the people around you. Oh, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to somebody else or something else. And let me, I want to finish the thought, uh, and that that was just me going off on a rabbit trail. But when I talk about the boys having too much screen time, this is, what do they ask for? They ask for more screen time. Right. And the temptation, and this is something that like, uh, Becky Sue and I have had to talk a lot about, and this is even some of, there's a, we were creating a lot of patterns right now because we have a new household. We have a yeah, new I house. Mean the whole, yes. Our last six months has been uh, gaining rituals and habits and patterns that will affect us for the future. Yes. And so 
uh, the temptation is the boys ask for more screen time. If they're playing, they get like, uh, it was like 8.30 and the boys had been playing Switch for a couple hours. And I told Finn, hey, you have five minutes, you need to get off. And then he just start. he threw a tantrum. Right. Not, not a strong one, but no, he but was he just, just like, just wailing, right? Meltdown. So yeah, meltdown's a better term. Because he wasn't like kicking or anything. Right. Um, but the temptation there is to solve it by doing what? So, because a lot of the solutions I presented earlier were hiding or lying. This is where it gets really dangerous. The solution there with Finn is he goes, I want to play more. And just to let him keep playing so I don't have to deal with the meltdown. Instead of dealing with so the meltdown. So now you're watering and cultivating bad root. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, now I'm just giving him more screen Nurturing time. Nurturing a bad moot, a root. And so, and, and I need to cut down on screen time, which means I need to spend more time with him. But uh, at that moment, if I continue, I am furthering that cycle. I am cementing that cycle with him of where he looks at it and he goes, uh, this is what I do. I play Switch for hours and hours and hours. And when I, when I whine and complain, what do I get? More, more Switch, which is just... Um, but it's hard. It like, once you're in the middle of one of those cycles, it's, you want to just remove the irritant and that's your immediate reaction. And it's really dangerous because it solidifies the problem. And then what happens is this, and I'm, I'm going to go somewhere that we probably didn't plan on this podcast. Then what happens is those kids are used to whenever they are in a social setting and you want to keep them quiet. And I see this all the time in restaurants, <laughs> they flip a kid, his iPad and he plays games. And so now what they're doing is they're creating a problem. And let me tell you what that problem is. They're later going to get out into a company and they're going to struggle in social settings because it's going to be about them and their own inner man. They're, they're, they're stuck in their own world. I'm bored. It's, right. So they're having, instead of being able to interact with another adult, okay, when they're 25 and able, uh, and I see, by the way, go to the villages, you'll see adults all on their phones. Couples. And I'm not saying I don't yeah. do this sometimes, but I will tell you, work and impact is often done sitting around a table or on a golf course or somewhere. And if you don't know how to interact with people, that it'll impect your livelihood. Well, and I think there's another thing here. There's, there's the social aspect. Are you trying to one-up me? No, this is to add on to you. Okay, yeah. just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on! The, no, so... To, to add on to that, it also teaches them that when they're bored, easy fix, right? Uh, this is about me. Like, there is so much value in being bored in something, but forcing yourself to concentrate. And you actually, that's a muscle that you train. And that's very, it's very difficult. And it's a very important skill to be able to focus even when something's not the most entertaining. And then you'd be surprised how, <laughs> how valuable that skill is. Like, all of a sudden you become the person who can fix problems that no one else can. And it's people are spending hours avoiding a problem that you can solve in five minutes because right. the problem's boring. Right. So <laughs> that was an add on and probably a one up. Okay. Cause it's a very good, where is the one up coming from? I don't know. I don't know, but that was a good point, but it's real. And yeah. it's hard to find people that are solution uh, type driven people because they, because it's hard. Yeah. It's not, and by the way, you know, that's part of, Roots and Fruits is learning to discipline and say no to things. And, and I'm going to do the hard thing. And doing hard things builds good, strong roots of things that will build really uh, productive and useful fruit. 
Yeah, and I love what you said about the social uh, side of it too. And it kind of coincides with my my point that like, just because you can't understand where the person's going in the first 30 seconds doesn't mean that they ha- they don't have a good point to make. It might, that those are often the most important conversations because they are make it, they are going to tell you something you don't understand because you don't understand in the first 30 seconds. So actually paying attention, thinking ahead, trying to understand where they're coming from and where they're going and being able to listen to someone for five minutes. Most people will actually get to their point in five minutes. And that is actually a huge thing because that's when you'll start to hear and understand uh, things that even they are struggling to articulate. And those are often the deepest things or the most complex and important things a person has to say. I was just proving I was listening. <laughs> but I want to I want to say this. Yeah, I got the <laughs> coach, you just whole, got the most intense eyes. <laughs> that is the that is probably one of the next podcasts we should do. The art of listening. And I was not very good at it. I've only gotten better at it. I'm glad I've gotten better at it. I read a lot about it and try to use it because that will lead to roots that will cause a lot of damage in relationships if you're never listening to people without the idea of responding to people. Sometimes they don't need response. They just need you to listen. It's amazing how many people fix their own problems if you you just listen to them. I I was sitting in a car with a a great friend who opened up for 45 minutes, and I felt like I wasn't really helping him at times because I never talked during that 45. That's not true. I probably threw out tidbits, little one-lines of, I get it, understand, I can see that happening, that type of thing. He just needed somebody to listen to him. And I think all of us go through that. So, hey, man, this has been a great episode on Roots and Fruits. It could lead us to, as we talk about building to last, it could lead us to so many different areas, a.k.a. listening, a.k.a. what are you doing to build habits in your kids that will help them. So excited to see where this all goes. And, folks, we are ecstatic that we're helping you with mentoring manhood and maturity and striving to see those to be uh, placed in a place where they can be built and thus we're going to try to build them to last. Love you, Dad. Love you too, buddy. See you.